This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, I know you were a swimmer at NC State. Did you ever play basketball at one time? I feel like you would be a good basketball player. I didn't have the confidence to be a good basketball player because my brother was very good at basketball. Both my dad and okay. brother played college basketball. And also, my brother is 6'6". Six, six. My dad is 6'5". So growing oh. up, my brother was two years older than me, and we had a basketball goal. So he was always practicing. So the only time I could play basketball, he was like, come on, let's play basketball. I'm going to play you. And he would beat me so badly that it made me hate <laughs> basketball. He would play with oh, one fine. hand behind his back. He would play with his left hand alone, and he wouldn't let me quit. He was like Michael Jordan. He was a terrible teammate. And he would say, no, you can't quit now. And I'd be a seven-year-old girl just, like, crying in the backyard. He's like, you can't quit now, you quitter. Uh, so, needless to say, no, I did not play basketball at the highest <laughs> levels. I played uh, up until my freshman year of high school. So, like, I was all okay. right, but that scarred me pretty badly. So, you got to your freshman year in high school, and then you started having flashbacks, like you had done LSD or something. You had PTSD. And you remembered when you were seven and your brother was beating you with one hand and you said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's just too much. No, it's just, I could not practice at home without my brother just like completely annihilating me. So like, it wasn't <laughs> fun. It wasn't P- PTSD. Yeah. It's just my brother and dad were like so good at basketball too, that like, I wanted to pick a different lane, you know, like when somebody I'm else sure. has already claimed that, like, I don't want to follow him in his footsteps because like, I'm not going to be as good as him. Cause number one, I'm not as tall. So it was more that, and also the fact that, like, I was way better at swimming. So, you know, it was an easy choice for me. Well, see, at least you had a choice. I was at basketball, and I didn't swim. I mean, I can swim, but in West Texas, they certainly didn't have a swimming program. So your basketball experience hardened you, and then you became a collegiate swimmer. So maybe it worked out for the best in the end. But don't give your brother credit for that. He doesn't deserve credit for that. Well, he did make me tougher. Don't you think those type of experiences kind of shape you? Like, I think I am probably better for it. Like, no, it was not fun as a seven-year-old girl. But moving forward, I think I was a little tougher. Okay, maybe that helped. And time to take Blake out and, uh, you know what, start beating her in basketball. And that way she will grow up and become a collegiate athlete. All right, let's get to it. Bring in Kate Constable, host of EQL. You in the action each and every Saturday. You can find her on Twitter and TikTok as well at Kate Constable. And she's filling in tomorrow on the show. Good morning to you, Kate. And you know what? We were asking about, or we've been talking about these trends. And I want to make sure Chelsea will correct me if I get this wrong, but it's about unranked teams getting points at home against ranked teams, which have been a moneymaker this season. Is that a trend you have followed or have looked at throughout the season? Well, first of all, um, I just want to say to your previous conversation, Chelsea, I started as a swimmer and switched to basketball uh, because I got a little burnt out with swimming. But my brother did the same thing. I mean, we just beat each other up in the driveway so hard playing basketball. And it made me a better basketball player, but I also think a little bit better person now. So totally with you on that. In terms of the trends, Jenks, yes, I've been looking at them a lot throughout the regular season. I have followed them a little bit in terms of the home favorites going up against the ranked dog But last night, I switched. I took Miami last night. I just kind of feel like Mm. the days of fading top teams on the road, 
they're done, at least for the contenders that are really getting serious about March, trying to position themselves well within the tournament, especially after the committee just announced their top 16 and some teams feeling like they are, you know, getting left out of that top 16, wanting to put themselves in there. So I might be done looking at that trend or paying attention to it. I'm not someone who typically goes off of trends to begin with. So I don't know why I've necessarily paid such close attention to that one, but I don't think I'm going to be playing the uh, home underdog against ranked teams anymore this season. Yeah, and also, I feel like it is one factor, and it's definitely not the only factor. Like, if it's something that goes along with all of your analysis already, yeah, you can throw it in and say, this is another factor, but I wouldn't base my entire bet around one trend. I don't think that's very smart. Uh, let's look at the slate today uh, in case some people need some direction when it comes to their bets in college basketball. Let's start in the ACC. We've got Syracuse and Clemson going head-to-head. Clemson was one of the best teams in the ACC for most of the year, and then they've kind of fallen off. Uh, meanwhile, Syracuse's defense has not been uh, nearly as solid as one would think that zone is. What do you think the read is here? Yeah, I like Clemson at home. I mean, Chelsea, I always write out all of my points for each game as I'm handicapping them. I just – it helps me think through the process more. And the first thing I said was that Clemson was the best team in the ACC just a few weeks ago. I mean, they've lost four of their last five now. Their most recent loss to Louisville, that was one they really couldn't afford to drop, especially to a team as bad as Louisville. So they still have a chance of getting back into the tournament conversation, but they pretty much have to win outright. And that starts tonight by beating Syracuse. Clemson's defense is second best in the ACC behind Virginia. They play especially well at home, holding teams under 55 points in three of their last four games. And, I mean, Syracuse guards, Judah Mintz, Joe Girard, their backcourt's pretty good, but neither of those players are someone that I'm overly concerned with lighting it up offensively. So I think the way Clemson wins this one tonight is to beat Syracuse on the offensive glass. Uh, the Orange give up a ton of rebounds, and so P.J. Hall should have a big game for Clemson tonight and Clemson's a veteran team Syracuse a much younger roster so you put a, a veteran team in a spot like this and I like them to cover the three and a half at home we're chatting with Kate Constable host of BetQL you in the action each and every Saturday and you can hear her tomorrow she fills in for Chelsea on the show Chelsea will be sent over to Russia and be put in the house <laughs> like we were talking about earlier in the show she will be redirected from Florida so okay Kate Kentucky had an interesting start to the season. They were really struggling, and John Calipari was getting all sorts of heat. But now they've kind of put it together at least a little bit, playing better basketball. They're laying three and a half at Florida tonight. Who do you like? Yeah, I like Kentucky laying the points on the road tonight. But I really only like that because Colin Castleton, Florida's star center, mm -hmm. he's out for the remainder of the season, unfortunately for him. He has a hand injury. Uh, and with him out this last game for Florida, Arkansas beat them by 19 points. And so the last time that Kentucky and Florida met, Castleton had 25 points, eight rebounds, five assists, three blocks. So, I mean, he's pretty important to the Gators' success. So without him on the floor, I think Kentucky just wins this game by beating them on the offensive glass, really. I mean, Oscar Toshibwe, he was awful in that first game in terms of scoring two of 14 from the field, but he had 15 rebounds. And so, I mean... The Wildcats are not going to jack up a ton of threes. They want to get inside, let their bigs go to work, and I think that's what they do tonight to try and beat this Florida team without Castleton. You can also look to some Toshibwe rebounds props. I don't believe that is out yet, but I would look at some overs there just knowing that Florida's front court is going to be pretty thin. 
Uh, and this is a big win for Kentucky if they're able to get it. Another quad one win on their resume going into March. It's kind of they're streaking at the right time after that pretty bad start. So I would lay the points on the road here. Yeah, and we've seen some line movement in that direction as well. I believe this one opened around one. It's already been bet up to three and a half. So mm -hmm. money flowing in on Kentucky. We were talking about this narrative. Bubble watch. Teams that need to win this time of year if there's any kind of effect that it has on these games, because Wisconsin is one of those. Uh, it's a point and a half spread where Iowa's favored tonight, but Wisconsin's at home. This is a tight game. Uh, what's your read here, and do you think it matters at all that Wisconsin kind of needs to win this game uh, to be considered for the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think that always adds a little bit extra motivation to teams at this point of the year. But, I mean, also Iowa is playing for a good spot in the tournament. They're likely in, but they need to get a good seed, especially after last year getting bounced pretty early uh, in the tournament when they had high aspirations to be a Final Four team last year. And I went to Iowa. I hardly ever bet on the Hawkeyes because I know the type of team they are, especially on the road. But I'm going to lay the points with them here tonight. This is just kind of a matchup nightmare for Wisconsin if Iowa's offense gets going and can go off because Iowa's one of the best offensive teams in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's one of the best defensive teams where I don't see Wisconsin being able to hold Iowa in check if they get hot and also being able to score and, and kind of um, keep them on the offensive end. Hawkeye's also very good at rebounding. They have the edge there. They can pound the offensive glass. 13th in the nation in converting second chance points, uh, 39th in free throw rate. So as, as good as uh, Wisconsin's defense is, I just think this game favors Iowa in terms of the offense, the pace, the scoring, and I'm not sure Wisconsin's going to be able to keep up or play from behind in this one if they get down early. So I'll lay the points on the road at the Hawkeyes. Okay, Kate, let's stay in the Big Ten. There are a handful of teams I don't bet on because they burn me once and I just can't do it. Maryland is one of those teams. I think it was Maryland and UCLA at Xfinity Center in December, and UCLA came in and just, just destroyed the Terps. But to I Maryland's Maryland credit. In that game too. Yeah, do you, I remember that too because it was like over at the half and everybody was leaving the arena like nobody expected that. However, the Terps have been very, very good since then at home. They have not lost. However, they're laying 15 and a half points tonight, hosting Minnesota. The total is 130 and a half. What's your play here? Yeah, so that side's a little rich for me, but Maryland has been very good at home lately. So the way I'm going to look at this game is to take Maryland in the first half. They've been very good in the first half, um, up by around 10 points in three of their last four games. And one of those games was to Purdue and Purdue and Minnesota are not on the same level at all. So I'm fine throwing that one out of there. Um, Minnesota's been down by about 10 at the half in three of their last four games. So I just think that this is a game where Maryland can, Maryland can get up quick, uh, carry the early lead into the half. Seven, I would imagine it comes out around seven. I don't believe it's out yet, but that's a number I'd be totally fine laying. Otherwise, I would look at a Minnesota team total under here. Anything under 57, 56, I think is fine because Maryland's defense, especially at home, is just going to eat Minnesota alive. They're not a team that can score the, uh, the basketball very well or really do anything offensively very well. So I think Minnesota uh, has a low scoring night for them and Maryland covers the uh, halftime spread. 
All right. So, Kate, you clearly follow college basketball and you have great reads on all of these games. So I'm interested to know who you think wins it all. Like, I know this is a difficult market and we're not going to hold you to this pick, but who are some of the teams that you're eyeing uh, in March Madness? Well, I was eyeing Alabama until yesterday. Uh, everything going on there, <laughs> I think, is that just is a mess. And I want to stay far away from that. So Marquette is a team that I really, really like going into the tournament. Obviously, they got the big win over Creighton last night. That was massive. No one wins at Creighton. So that was a huge win for Marquette. I also like Miami. And I, I mean, I know I said I took them last night, but they're a team, their backcourt duo uh, of Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack, they're so good. Defensively, they struggle a little, but the tournament, that I mean, that's a guards game. So a team that has great uh, guard play, a good backcourt, that's a team I'm looking to back. So Marquette and Miami fit that mold for me right now. He is Kate Constable, host of BetQLU, in the action each and every Saturday on the BetQL Network. And you can hear her tomorrow on the show. We will do three full hours as Chelsea heads on a well-deserved vacation. It's Kate Constable. Kate, good to see you as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow, Jenks. Sounds good. Coming up in just a few minutes until the NBA returns, we're going to keep chugging along and betting on college basketball. Our best bets for the day are on the way in just moments. I'm on the fence about this Kentucky game. I really, really like Kentucky minus three and a half. And I really, really, really have a hard time coming around to the idea that this team is playing better basketball because they were so bad earlier in the season. So Maybe I'll just keep it to two bats. I'm going to do one college basketball bet, one hockey bet. But that's going to be a lean. I really like that play, Chelsea. Yeah, I'm going to be on it. So join me. Are you? Come join the team mm. in a squad play on the Kentucky Wildcats. Because like I said, it is a different story when you're asking Kentucky to lay three and a half points as opposed to some of these really large spreads that we were asking them to cover at the start of the season. Because if you look sure. at Kentucky, they're eight and three against the spread in their last 11 games. So they have come on strong. <sighs> the Colin Castleton injury is a big one. He was leading the SEC in blocks. He was third in scoring. This is a big piece for Florida and a team that, you know, in general has not been that great. So I do like Kentucky and I am going to play it. Come join me. All right, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. I will do that during the break. But I really like that play. You like it. I like it. Kate likes it. And then here's the thing. If I lose, then I'll just come back tomorrow and I'll forget about it. I won't even mention it. Maybe no one will remember that I made the play. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.